If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 15. Lord, who shall dwell in thy tabernacle, or who shall rest upon thy holy hill? Even he that leadeth an uncropped life, and doeth the thing which is right, and speaketh the truth from his heart. He that hath used no deceit in his tongue, nor done evil to his neighbor, and hath not slandered his neighbor. He that setteth not by himself, but is lowly in his own eyes, and maketh much of them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth unto his neighbor, and disappointeth him not, though it were to his own hindrance. He that hath not given his money upon usury, nor taken reward against the innocent. Whoso doeth these things shall never fall. Psalm 24 The earth is the Lord's, and all that therein is the compass of the world, and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, established it upon the floods. 
Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall rise up in his holy place? Even he that hath clean hands and a pure heart, and that hath not lift up his mind unto vanity, nor sworn to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, even of them that seek thy face, O God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? It is the Lord strong and mighty, even the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? Even the Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The first lesson beginneth in the twelfth verse of the fortieth chapter of Isaiah. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, measured heaven with a span, and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure? weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has directed the spirit of the Lord, or as his counselor has taught him? With whom did he take counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge, and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop in a bucket, and are counted as the small dust on the scales. Look. He lifts up the isles as a very little thing, and Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor its beasts sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted by him as less than nothing and worthless. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The second lesson beginneth in the thirteenth verse of the first chapter of First Peter. Therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he called you is he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. 
And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever, because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers, and its flowers fall away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word by which the gospel was preached to you. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty Father, who has given thine only Son to die for our sins and to rise again for our justification, Grant us so to put away the leaven of malice and wickedness, that we may always serve thee in pureness of living and truth, through the merits of the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, 
through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So much of what um, the scriptures do as we come back to them and we read them over and over again and are more formed in them is to give us, or what they're intended to do, is to give us a proper perspective, the proper view of what's actually true, a proper view of reality, so that we might um, better grasp the way that things actually are, and then in light of the way that things actually are, that we might do differently, that we might comport ourselves differently in light of that reality. And in our first lesson in this section of Isaiah, we read, a poem that's intended to will correct then a human-centered perspective on reality, which ultimately in many cases I think is the cause of our lack of faith. So we tend, and it's natural to do so, we tend to look at things through our own eyes, through our own perspectives, which is again what we'll, kind of natural and we will do that by default. But the word world seen through the eyes of its creator, through the eyes of God, is completely different. And this is why the Christian doctrine of creation and the doctrine of God as creator of all things, ex nihilo, we say, that, that is out of nothing. It's why it's so important. Um, because in comparison then with the one who literally made everything, um, in comparison with the one who brought everything that is out of nothing. Um, yeah, our perspective on things, who we are in light of that really does change. Uh, we are, to, to quote from Isaiah, uh, in a way insignificant, a mere drop in the bucket like dust on the scales. Um, that's not intended to make us feel as somehow we are not that we don't have any worth, but it is just then to properly view our, who we are in relationship to God. In many ways, this was the intention and the lesson that Job had to go through. He had to have the humility to recognize that from his vantage point, he could not see everything the way that it actually is. And therefore, he's not able to, or he's not allowed to, um, accuse God of injustice because he doesn't have the sight to see. So in many ways, this is what reflection, uh, the, the, what, the kind of reflection that this poem is intended to bring about from Isaiah, fo Isaiah 40. Um, and that is just the recognition that we do not see all things. And it's what's the important about dwelling on and reflecting on God as creator. And then the news that in our second lesson, so the news that Peter is delivering to those who are temporarily living abroad, uh, the diaspora, as it were, in this epistle, is that this God, this creator, then has been made manifest in Jesus Christ. So the same one who created all of these things, brought everything to, to be out of nothing, he has now been made manifest to us. So it's the same sort of a perspective change that he's calling for here in the first chapter. Now that this has happened and Jesus has been made manifest to us, that he has, now that he has offered himself as an atoning sacrifice for our sins, 
we are now called to something. This reality should then change then how we live, how we comport ourselves. And the primary task that we are given as Christians, as followers of Jesus, is to be like him. Um, and this is the same task that was given to Israel in the Old Testament. And we read, we read this here, this quote, that we are called to be holy just in the same way that God is holy. So we can put ourselves then in light of this reality now revealed to us in Jesus, being obedient to him in all things. And this is, of course, uh, Peter's argument will kind of climax here in his second chapter where he gives the ultimate example of Jesus on the cross who remained obedient to his father, despite then the violence and the evil that was being done to him, thus then leaving us an example that we are to follow. Um, it's interesting that Peter will actually go on to say that this is a gracious thing in God's sight. It finds favor in his sight when we endure in, injustices, when we push through those things and thus um, we fulfill our call, as he will also say, of silencing the foolish in the world by doing good. So we will continue now with our intercession in page 590. Take a minute, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. It's always good to pray with you. Thank you, Father Kevin. Yeah, thank, yeah, you. You. thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Joe. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you.